0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 157 The Brave and the Bold.
0: Hi, pals. It's uh, time for more Justice League. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And uh, I'm still very much enjoying the show. I am also very much enjoying the show.
2: This was one that I like. I saw what we were doing. I was like, okay, we're doing a flash episode about Gorilla Grodd. All right, that's mm-hmm. too That's too against it right now.
0: Really, you have a you have Grodd bias, huh?
2: I here's the thing: if a gorilla shows up, I'm automatically down one pet. Let's like look. I'll still watch, but like,
0: I, I I'm on guard now. Well, I know you are not inherently entertained by apes. That's no. I understand that. I appreciate I don't, that. And,
2: uh, I don't trust chimps at all.
0: No, and this is a this is a valid stance. Mm-hmm. Like, plus your notes for this episode, I notice have a lot of uh, stuff about people's dicks being ripped off. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's all about, but we can get into it later if you like. Listen. Here's the thing.
2: You can't have you can't have a chimp for too long because otherwise once they reach a certain age they go crazy and just beat the shit out of you.
0: Okay, but these are gorillas. The the name's right in their city and mm-hmm. and one of their their actual names.
2: I look, I'm not a gorillologist. I don't live in the mist. Like mm. I don't know a whole lot about uh, apes, but like it, a gorilla looks like a bigger version of a chimp and if a chimp can rip my dick off and throw it into the woods, then a gorilla can do much worse.
0: Mm, I suppose. I don't know. I just I just think of um, Shatner getting his balls cupped by Coco. That was fine. Yeah. He got yeah. real close to getting his dick ripped off and thrown into the woods. Yeah, but, but it didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. The impulse was there, but mm-hmm. gorillas have self-control.
2: Well, that's because you could be all like, calm, Coco, calm. Don't yes. throw my dick in the woods.
0: Mm-hmm. If that had happened to Shatner, I don't think. Uh, I think that would have been really fucking funny, honestly. I, I don't think anybody but Shatner would have been upset about that. <laughs> And then she threw my dick into the woods. I mean, he he honestly would only dislike it for the pain, but he would mm-hmm. love the attention. Oh, yeah. People are thinking about my penis for the first time in years. Oh, shut up,
2: Bill. <laughs> my best friend Leonard was always saying he hoped uh, that my dick didn't get ripped off and thrown into the woods. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book about it.
0: Oh, shut up, Bill. It's
2: called My Best Friend Leonard Hopes That My Dick Doesn't Get <laughs> Ripped Off by a Chimp and Thrown Into the Woods.
0: <laughs> Proceeds go to me. <laughs>
2: There's a scene featuring a chimp in Nope uh, that I don't want to get yeah. into too much, but uh, a terrifying, it, no. terrifying
0: scene. I mean, I I found it the the correct le- like in a horror movie. I found it the correct mm-hmm. level of of scary. I don't know that it particularly jumped out at me. Oh, I think I think the- you just and look, I appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. it's valid and it's it's completely like understandable. I just like I don't know.
2: Horror it's- movies don't tend to, like, creep me out because I watch a billion of them. Yeah. But there's a shot where that chimp locks eyes with a camera, and I was just like,
0: ugh. Well, that's because it's crossing over to the Uncanny Valley, and you're you're mm-hmm. putting human stuff into it, and then you're remembering it's not human.
2: <laughs> yep. He's going to uncanny me. Mm-hmm. Like an x Men.
0: Sure. <laughs> All right. I suppose we should start our actual discussion with... As as we as we do every time with a mm-hmm. summary, I don't know why I'm telling you the format. You know this. The <laughs> listeners know this. Everyone knows this.
2: What are you new here?
0: Uh, why would you come in at episode one fifty-seven? We're almost done.
2: Just a big fan of this one episode
0: of Justice League. I mean, great. Welcome. I hope you stick around for others.
2: And they're just right. like, wow, these guys do not like the Flash.
0: Mm, you might be surprised. Let yeah, me, I know. Let me get into my summary here. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you about the brave and the bold. Won't this be confusing, Zach? Calling it the brave and the bold. Not for me. me. Yeah, <laughs> I should have just let you say that. <laughs> we begin in Africa, where a couple of English grave robbers are robbing graves, and Riley remarking on how only mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. Kids love null coward quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Then an entire-ass futuristic city populated by gorillas appears and just as quickly disappears. These pith-helmeted fellows may have only gone into this job expecting clay pots and the occasional femur, but that's not how we roll here in the DCAU, man. Between Atlantis, the Mascara, and now Gorilla City, I'm seriously starting to wonder if this version of Earth contains more hidden civilizations than regular ones. (sniffs) Then we cut to Central City, which isn't hidden, just made up, to hang out with the Flash and his old Flash deal. Fortunately, that deal includes chasing a stolen car driven by a gorilla, which feels like exactly the sort of thing the Flash should be doing, honestly. Then Green Lantern shows up and doesn't believe the thing about the gorilla. John, buddy, just a few weeks ago, you fought off a Martian invasion with this guy. Then Flash essentially says the same thing, and how the fuck am I actually on the same side as Justice League's terrible version of the Flash? Eventually, they track down the car thief, whose name is Solovar, and who is, indeed, a gorilla. Not only does he talk, but he does it with the smooth and refined voice of David Ogden Steers, TV's Charles Emerson Winchester III, from M.A.S.H. Mm. He's here to stop a renegade citizen of Guerrilla City named Grodd, who intends to mind-control humans and attack Guerrilla City with his new army of disposable human cannon fodder. I have to say, as evil plans go, this is a pretty solid one. And he could definitely deliver on this threat because he manages to mind-control Flash to seal some vital components for him. Normally I'd make a reference to that time on Futurama when a brain slug tried to attach itself to Fry, but it died, and the professor said, Poor little guy starved himself to death, but they actually dialed Flash's inherent flashness way back in this story, so I'll cut the guy a break this time. That's one in a row, Flash. See if you can keep the streak going. Get it? <laughs> streak? <Huh? laughs> Green Lantern and Solovar manage to free Flash, but then Grodd blows up the entirety of Central City, and okay, that is a hell of a cliffhanger to end on. Naturally, the city didn't actually blow up, it's just hidden the same way Gorilla City was. And the humans are acclimating to the new status quo where their leader is an intelligent gorilla. I suppose there's no law in the books that says it can't be. It was around this point in the episode that I realized everyone was referring to Grod simply as Grod and not Gorilla Grod like they do in the comics and on The Brave and the Bold, which, incidentally, we're covering on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar. I'm pretty certain they call him that later in this series as well, which implies that some other Grod appears at some point down the line, so they need to call this one Gorilla Grod to tell the two apart. Anyway, then most of the rest of the Justice League shows up to investigate the missing city. And after watching Hot Girl try to beat down the invisible force field with her mace about seven or eight hundred times, <laughs> Batman finally sighs and joins them in Africa where the real plot is happening. Obviously, you guys try to keep up. I love you, Batman. Four-sevenths of the Justice League end up getting arrested by apes, but naturally as they escape, and then, realizing that Grodd has chucked a bunch of missiles in this direction, convince the Gorilla City authorities to trust them so they can save their asses. Uh, presumably they're exposed red baboon asses. The JL do save said asses, naturally, and Grodd is arrested for crimes against gorillity. His His human accomplice, a scientist named Dr. Sarah Corwin, is also arrested. She insists that she did it all for love, and everyone assumes this was the result of Grodd's mind control, except that she wasn't even being mind-controlled. So let's all really sit and consider the implications of that for a minute, won't we?
2: Yeah, Grodd was fucking Lilith from Cheers. Uh, Look, I mean, who among us? Uh Uh-huh. I understand. Listen, Uh uh-huh. But also, what? (laughs) Really? I mean, you know what? Fine. I kind of loved it,
0: honestly. Yeah. This was fun. This was a good time. Yeah, play. it really was. I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I have, I do not have the gorilla bias that you have, but obviously I have tremendous flash bias, which I quickly won, won you over on. Yep. Yep. You like, well, you know, your first reaction was, what? No, the flash is great. I've read yeah. hundreds of comics where he's great. And I was like, buddy, no, that's not this flash. No, you, this,
2: this flash is a terrible
0: no, you saw him twice and you're like, fuck, you're right. Maybe you were wrong the first time, and then it happened again, and you're like, fuck, okay. No, okay. he right. is terrible, actually. He, he's the Richie of this show. Uh-huh. Shut up, Richie. <laughs> but he was all right and like he he was hanging out with a couple of ladies and mm-hmm. like they were flirting with him and he wasn't being inappropriate. Yeah. Which that's where the bar is, I guess. Mm-hmm. The the barry Allen, I can't get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, nice job. I just, you know, he's usually really bad. And he made a lot he of is. dumb wisecracks in this, but... Look, uh, so does Spider-Man. So, like, yeah. I'll also, take some dumb wisecracks. Here is a great uh, fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, our boy Dwayne McDuffie... Yep. His first writing credit on this series was part two of this. Yeah. That that might partially account for the good one-liners, like, the better-than-usual one-liners, because he's yeah. real good at that. Yeah. Um, and this I, I put, uh, I, I wrote down as uh, this is the kind of thing that makes looking at the DC Wiki worth it because I mm-hmm. would not have found this quote for all the crap that we have to deal with. I, just, look, it's just a, a slight waste of my time. It's not that big of a deal, but it's, it's not very informative usually. Um, but uh, according to Dwayne McDuffie, he had caught the attention of Rich Fogel, one of the producers of the show, who mm-hmm. contacted him to write this episode based off his work on Static Shock. I got a call. This is, this is uh, Dwayne talking. I got a call asking me if I wanted to finish a Justice League script that Paul Dini couldn't finish because of a hand injury. And my lawyer says that I can't stress this enough. I can prove I was nowhere near Paul when this injury occurred. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But more importantly, I know going forward, like particularly into JLU, the best stuff from the show comes from him. I'm so glad yep. he's on board now.
2: Yep. And, and I mean, the fact that the first thing he did was make a good Flash episode is pretty impressive, honestly. Well he,
0: he did half a like he only wrote part 2 and yeah. he did it based on the outline or whatever like the you know someone else started it. So yeah. like I think all he was really responsible for was was the dialogue would be my guess.
2: Sure, but, but it's good dialogue.
0: Still, it is very good dialogue. It's a little funnier than usual and it's not mm-hmm. the usual like ugh, shut up Flash. Yeah. It's it's more like, well that was a bad joke, but good try, buddy. Mhm. You did your best. Mhm. I so. genuinely believe he did do his best. And he did all right. I mean,
2: he could I mean the well, Flash, not Dwayne McDuffie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, Oh, this is part of your bad thing. Uh-huh. He did his best, but still.
2: Oh, yeah, let's uh, hang on. I got to find my bad thing. Yeah, I'm it's okay. I'm talking notes. about
0: the you, you wrote down a couple of things, and this is the second thing. I just. I,
2: oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, how come it takes the fastest man alive 20 minutes to catch a goddamn van? Your job is to run faster than stuff. Mm-hmm. There is, and I don't usually get into, into this, and we'll, mm-hmm. it leads into your bad, th- like, I like an action sequence, if it's good. Yeah. But, like, the fact that it's a car chase with, like, a guy who is supposed to be able to outrun Superman, and he's just like, God, this van is so
0: fast. Mm-hmm. No, and, I mean, yeah, my bad thing, yeah, I know I complain about action sequences a lot, and, look, I also know we do a podcast about a superhero, sh- like, superhero shows, and what is my damn problem? Mm-hmm. But... I've seen a lot of, like, I had seen a lot of these shows before we started, and I knew, mm-hmm. even though I'm a guy who hates action sequences, more than half the time, they make them interesting for me, which is hard to do. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I like this animated universe so much, is, like, they took a staple of the genre that I don't like, and mm-hmm. they said, no, actually, they can be good. Look. And, yeah, but this was not a good example of that.
2: No. No. Just, like, the fact that it this is an extended chase sequence— Mm-hmm. With a p- with the Flash and a panel van mm-hmm. being driven by two, like, well, they're you find out they're mind-controlled guys, but, like, for the first chunk of the episode, and it's not a small chunk, it's, no. like, two generic dudes shooting guns at the Flash while he dodges it. I'm like, you guys could not make this less boring unless those guys were mind-controlled and just regular people. And then mm-hmm. they were. Yep. I was just sitting here like, man, what if like you could have made this guy like Captain Cold or something? I didn't know it was like tying into the episode at first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you just thought you were sort of dropping in on Flash doing like yeah. a typical day in the life kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's like and this then the Captain Cold and Heat Miser. <laughs> on their way to a rankin' and bass thing? Exactly. Uh-huh. He's um, too much, Al. That's too much, man. <laughs> Um, but also in part two, uh, John chasing down the missiles mm-hmm. took
2: forever. Also. also very long.
0: And I think, I think we're running into this a lot in justice league because every story is a two parter. Yes. Sometimes it feels like there's a little more than one episode here, but there's not two episodes here. No, and that's a hard, like, what do you do? Well, make the car chase longer, I guess. Uh huh. That's easier than writing dialogue. Now it's the animators problem. I, yep. I, as a script writer, don't have to do any more work.
2: Here, I'll just send him a note that says, "Stretch this out, and we'll cut out we'll cut out the bits until it's the right uh, amount of time."
0: I will just uh, I will just put in the script: Flash chases a car. It takes ten minutes. Uh huh. I'm done.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have f-
0: <laughs> enjoy. Also, do not mean to besmirch uh, uh, professional writers right now when they're on strike. Nothing. No. But, nothing but respect and solidarity. But also, most of the work in this particular case is the animators, guys. <laughs> it, yes. <sighs> but, I mean, I otherwise, I really enjoyed the episode. Like, yeah, there was a couple of slow spots, but mm-hmm. there's a lot going on here. Well, here, here's the thing. This episode,
2: basically, the first part especially, like, in the second half, we get uh, more of the league show up. But the first half especially hangs on John, excuse me, uh, Green Lantern and Flash hanging out, basically. Mm-hmm. And one, they make a really good buddy cop.
0: Yeah, because Flash is insufferable and John doesn't put up with anybody's nonsense and nobody Mm -hmm. has more nonsense than Flash.
2: Exactly. But then also um, halfway through that episode, Solovar shows up. Yep. And he is also a very strangely fun character. Like he's got a dry sense of humor that I really enjoy and it pairs up with Flash and Green Lantern really well.
0: Yeah, I want to see the three of. The, it's like in the Lethal Weapon movies when, like, you'd have Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson, and then like Joe Pesci would show up yeah. or something. And it's like, okay, this team worked, but now it's even better.
2: It's like you've got like Flash being super, like, super. I mean, not fla- not fast he is, but like, yeah, uh, impulsive basically. Yep, yep. Green Lantern's- not always
0: thinking stuff through.
2: Green Lantern, who's like, no, step back. We got to analyze, like, you know, we don't. He's all very have to methodical.
0: Rush. He's he's a military guy. He wants to do things by the book. He wants yep. to, you know, like the lousy chief will not yell at him.
2: And Solovar, who is just trying to get a job done. Look, uh, I,
0: I don't know about your human bullshit. Okay, I'm just here to find my like this gorilla like uh, criminal and take him back. I don't.
2: I hate. I all of I, this. I gotta track this guy down. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name
0: is Regular Grodd. <laughs> Also, we are, what, eight episodes in, like four yes. stories in, maybe five, mm-hmm. um, and we already have two super intelligent ape villains. Yeah. Because Humanite showed up a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I maybe wouldn't have uh, done that, right. maybe just have the one super intelligent ape, uh, especially yeah, since Ultra Humanite does not need to be a gorilla. <laughs> we talked I about know, this. I don't
0: know that he was a gorilla exactly, but he's like... And they said it in the episode, and I forget this is on mm. me, but he's, like, hyper-evolved something or other. Yeah, yeah, he's gorilla-ish, though. Yeah, the thing is, he reads as a gorilla. Like, when you look at him, they animate mm-hmm. him, they draw him, they like, he moves like a gorilla, he looks like a gorilla, he quacks like a duck for some reason.
2: Yeah, that's weird, but, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not the um, boss of you, ultra-humanite, clearly.
0: Yeah. Probably learned that on public television, which is uh-huh. which is a big supporter of. Yeah. Um... I, yeah, it's just a weird choice to make the first half of your season very ape heavy. But yes, maybe maybe they were looking forward to NFTs. I don't
2: know. I guess those are just, bored apes. These are uh, very engaged apes, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, these apes will not be going anywhere. No, I know for a fact that that one or both of them continue into jail, like the, the later parts of JLU. So, yep, yep. Grodd. Let's talk about Grodd. Yes, he's a fun villain.
2: He is a fun villain. I love the like. I mean, this is the easiest thing in the world. This goes right to my dumbass brain, but uh, mm-hmm. I love a
0: big gorilla character with a Frazier voice. Yes. I also. It's not exactly a Frazier voice, though, because that's what Humanite had. Yes. This is so they got uh the dude's name is Powers Booth, and mm-hmm. you know him. You might not realize you know him, but you know him. He was in the Sin City movies, he was a real yeah. bastard in those. Let me uh, uh, in, look that up. Powers Booth. He was Booth. in Deadwood, he was in 24. Like he usually plays a bad guy and he's so oh, yeah. good at it. He's he's just smarmy and sinister and like and he's got a great voice. Like, real good choice for, for Grodd, because I think what part of what you're saying, I don't wanna mm. I don't wanna try and second guess you at all. But I, I think what you're responding to is a regular, normal human voice coming out of him. Yes. And the Fraser voice is great, but there's other regular-ass human voices coming mm-hmm. out of them, too, that's also funny and interesting. It's like, oh, he doesn't say, ook, ook, I want a banana. He's mm-hmm. like, no, man, I want to I wanna get those guys in the city because they were dicks to me. Yeah. Come on, who's with me? Also, I'm oh. in love with this scientist. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And I like, I just, I like how they just sound like people, and until you see them lumbering around like gorillas, you kind of forget sometimes.
2: Yep, yep. The, 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 there's a shot when uh, Solovar is talk, just talking to Green Lantern and Flash, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, "That's a gorilla."
0: Yeah, this show rules. <laughs> and that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Was mm-hmm. like, it's a hard line to walk to embrace the nuttiness of the Silver Age. Yes with its gorilla cities and all the mm-hmm. all the massive bullshit but also give it real stakes yes and not feel like oh this is our silly gorilla adventure and we'll go back to serious like space stuff next week no mm-hmm. this this is just as serious as anything the justice league has dealt with so far yeah it just happens to be a talking gorilla
2: that's that's the thing the threat is still serious but yeah. like the characters and how they how they react to it is like that's the fun part like i would still say this is a pretty like not goofy but like it's a lighter episode
0: well it's i you have read so many more comics than me so you could easily correct me on this but i, I you know I, listen i lived through the 90s and the early 2000s i mm-hmm. i've seen some shit man no oh. like you know how many writers particularly back then a little bit now but particularly mm-hmm. back then we're trying to take Silver Age stuff and make it menacing. And oh, yeah. Make it edgy and dark. And it's like, come on. I mean, Some I of think, this is just meant to be fun.
2: I mean, I think we talked about the Toy Man a bunch of times back when we were doing yes. Superman.
0: Yes. Um, but there's a lot of that. And it's like they want to honor comics history and the the, the cool visuals and mm-hmm. all that, but they want to make it edgy and relevant. And I usually that's not the way to do it. There is a way to pull that off. Like, I think um, uh, Alias, which is where Jessica Jones came from. Yes, uh, did a good job with the Purple Man, which who was kind of a goofy throwaway character that Bendis mm-hmm. said, "Wait a minute, no! If you had these powers, it would actually be terrifying." Yeah, but for the most part, people doing that, it, it, it I it, hate it. It tends to
2: not work and just gets away from what the character is, you know.
0: But as a guy who hasn't read a lot of Flash comics, but is like superficially familiar with what what the Flash is about and what his like what his deal is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of very visually interesting, absolutely insane Silver Age nonsense tied with the Flash. Yep. And if you want to stay true to that and not reinvent everything, you have to use that. Yeah. And they pulled it off. They really did. And, I mean, this is a good
2: thing, but, like, there's a great fucking trippy-ass sequence. uh...
0: Yeah, first of all, I'm always a fan when the show breaks its, like, uh... Uh, sort of format a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, okay, action sequence, talking sequence, action sequence. Here is basically a drug trip. I mean, it's not. It's a mind control trip. Yes. You know, it's like what I think of in a movie is a drug trip sequence. Um, Incidentally, in the new Muppets thing that's on uh, Disney right now, uh, uh, electric Mayhem goes out into the desert and mm-hmm. accidentally eats some expired marshmallows. and They all have <laughs> drug trips. Oh, my God. They went to the desert to drop marshmallows.
2: Is that show good?
0: It was all right. It, all was, right. it definitely captured the spirit of, of the old stuff. I think you would have a good time.
2: I, I, I've heard really good things about that show, and I need to check it out, I think.
0: It's a great idea for a show. Like Also,
2: Electric Mayhem rules, and I don't think I've ever seen them sort of like head anything.
0: Well, that's what I mean. I've I've always said like after Jim Henson died and after like Frank Oz and all those guys retired, mm-hmm. you want to focus on characters that aren't obviously rec- like Kermit and Piggy are always going to be around, but mm. it's like they're not the same anymore. You know, yeah. for me, most people have kind of accepted that. But like if you focus on characters that didn't get a lot of love before, mm-hmm. like that's a that's a whole rich vein of things. My complaint was there weren't very many original songs. They played a lot of songs, like covers, like well-known uh, songs. Yeah, like,
2: that seems to that's be nice, but a trend right now.
0: But you're doing a show about a band. You should yeah. have them play some songs. Anyway. Um, oh, the the drug trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so Flash's tripping sequence incorporated, like, they put a lot of love into this. Oh, yeah. A lot of... and. Even people who don't actually read these comics are pretty familiar with the old silver, like the covers, the the ones oh, that are yeah. obviously designed to to draw you in. Like the the Superman is a dick ones, like yes. the ones where it's like a single image and it's like, oh, this looks insane. I want to buy this. Exactly.
2: And, and I mean, this was 2002, 2000.
0: Yeah, somewhere around there.
2: Two. So that like it was right in the middle of Superman is a dick time.
0: <laughs> right. And may they may or may not have referenced that. We're mm-hmm. actually going to see direct references to that in The Brave and the Bold. Yeah, we are. Not this episode called The Brave and the Bold, but the series called The Brave and the Bold. Um, Yeah. I know absolutely what's happening. Yes. I know you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they took some of the more memorable covers, like Mm -hmm. Flash has a giant brain and his head explodes and Flash turns into a balloon and like Mm -hmm. they, they made that this trip sequence and it's like that's how you make that fit here and not make fun of it and not yeah. say it's not that moment like in the first x-men movie where they're like what did you expect us to wear yellow tights yeah like, fuck shut, that shut up yes that's what the x-men wear yeah i'm not even an x-men guy but come on yeah come on like if you're not and, and if you're not gonna do it don't mock it
2: yeah serious i hate that shit so much there's a bit i know you do so do the, i there's a bit in the first like I think the, fir- like the first season of Arrow, where they're like, what am I going to call myself, Green Arrow? No, nah, that's fucking stupid. Shut up.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and that started, I mean, it started forever ago. Oh, yeah, like, that's
2: been around but, for, like, as long as I can remember.
0: But it was a huge thing as superhero movies were really gearing up in this mm-hmm. period. So for this show to say, no, it's not stupid, we acknowledge it, it doesn't quite fit into our world, but we'll find a way to make it work. And exactly. they did. And it's great.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's I also of- want to... I also want to take a minute to shout out. uh says a bit where the Flash turns into a puppet, mm-hmm. in a reference to what my favorite Flash cover, where he mm-hmm. gets turned into a puppet and has the thought balloon. I have the strangest feeling. I've been turned into a puppet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, there's only a few human emotions. There's, yeah. there's, you know, anger and and happiness, and I feel like I'm turning into a puppet.
2: Uh huh. Look, we've I all been of, there. All... Yeah, I'm on, yeah.
0: I'm on medication to help me to help me not think that. So. And the weird thing is, I'm I'm looking right now in in my studio at a puppet that is you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I should hide that before you come visit me, because mm-hmm. that might that might uh, might uh, be a little triggering.
2: We uh, need to put a little bow on that puppet.
0: Yeah, I agree. The weird thing is, you predicted the blahage like uh, a dozen years before <sighs> it became a thing.
2: Right? That's so odd. Like, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I personally have a fondness for stuffed sharks, but like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I really liked that. And and overall, the whole episode had kind of a Silver Age feel, but not in a way where it was like, okay, this this is really corny and it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they, they threaded the needle great and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the rest of the Justice League showed up and that was pretty good. But honestly, if it had just been like Flash and Green Lantern the whole yeah. time, that would have been fine.
2: We, I, everyone shows up enough that I'm like, with, what is it, Superman's day off? Like,
0: Yeah, and that's that's how the show rolls. There's yeah. seven guys, but you never get all seven unless it's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair. Also, possibly from a production standpoint, like you don't have to pay all the voice actors that way? I mean, true. I don't know if that's why they did it, but mm-hmm. it also is just easier to write. Like, yeah. You don't have to write stuff for all seven. Plus, if you bring Superman along, Superman's going to solve anything that doesn't involve thinking and that's for batman mm-hmm.
2: i do like the idea that later on they meet up with him and he's like you guys went to the gorilla city without me come on <laughs> oh, I-, I love
0: i love cute pure superman
2: i wanted to see the gorilla city were there gorillas there yeah, i mean there was a lot of gorillas. i want to see a that
0: you know, if you went there, they'd just let you in. You are Superman. Yeah, but I don't want to be a jerk about it.
2: I don't want to just go up and knock on the door and say, let me in. I'm Superman, and I would like to see the smart gorillas, please.
0: Yeah, let me let me gawk around like this is a zoo. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do, but I don't want to tell them that. That's also, rude.
2: I love the idea that Superman, like me, has fear of missing out.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's like, you guys went to gorillas. I was at work. I could have called in.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas Batman has the thing I have, which is, mm-hmm. I don't want to go, but I do want you to invite me so I can say no.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> I have fear of missing out on being invited, but I still don't want to go.
2: I don't want to go, but I want to know that you thought of me. Yeah, exactly. Alfred um, helps, I always want to invite you to things.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Oh, so getting back to David Ogden Steers, the guy who did Solovar's voice. Yes, he had a specific line where he says, uh, gor- "Gorilla technology is highly advanced," and like that—that <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about with this, like how to make the Silver Age sort of palatable. Yep. that is a hard line to sell, but they found an actor who could do it, and he fucking nailed. it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't laugh at that until I, th- till the afterthought of like, like you said, wait, this is a gorilla.
2: Yep, that's a gorilla. <laughs>
0: Because he presented it so sensibly and, and human and like in every other show like this I've seen that it's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that was the, that was a very stupid thing to say and I just bought it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I like, I also really enjoy Like, there's not like the Flash doesn't feel the need to be all like, oh, fl- gorilla technology. No, it just sits there like
1: mm-hmm.
2: gorilla technology, very advanced. Mm hmm. Uh, uh let's
0: see. He just he just gives him the Homer Simpson stare. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's Flash's usual thing. Oh, so something that they address here, and I really like this a lot, but I don't think it comes up again, which is mm-hmm. weird, is that the Flash needs to eat all the time. Oh yeah. I love that because his metabolism is hyper-accelerated. Mm-hmm. He he burns so many calories doing what he does. And yeah, don't get too much into the science of any of this of course but no. that is an interesting thing like shit yeah he probably has to eat a lot cuz he has to run a lot
2: i think that goes back to the mark wade run there and was oh sorry go ahead i ju- no that's just like that's one of the things i like about that run so much like mark wade really sort of sat down and thought about all this stuff
0: well there was a there was a brief trend in uh anthology series about superhero analogs. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of Astro City, but there were a bunch of others. Yes. Um, Astro City was by far the best one. Yeah. Astro City kicks ass. But there was one, I don't know if you remember this, it was, I think, an indie book, and I haven't seen it reprinted. Mm. I haven't found a digital version of it at all, uh, called Common Grounds. Oh, shit! Yeah, that was set in a coffee shop or something, yeah? It was set around a coffee shop. Yeah. It it went other places, too. But um, it wasn't like a coffee shop AU of, you know... Yeah. Like the DC Universe order
2: No, but I I have... never read it, but I remember seeing it in Wizard Magazine.
0: whoa well then. Oh, well yeah. um, High did, praise. Did they then, well, I mean, it was the only game in town. Uh-huh. Uh, did they then announce uh, Dreamcasting for it that matched uh, hair colors of the characters to hair colors of actors that were popular?
2: Uh, Yes, they also made a whole lot of gay jokes that don't hold up.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, look, we did that too.
2: Yeah, I, look.
0: Let's not pretend that we're. Better than well, we are better.
2: We are absolutely better than Wizard Magazine. We're not better than Toy Fair, but we're better than Wizard Magazine.
0: That's true. Look, I will never come up with a joke as funny as a Borg putting his foot in the door. (laughs) It's the funniest (laughs) shit I've (laughs) heard. We have adapted to your defences. Um, but in Common Grounds, they had a Flash type character. And that was the whole thing. It was mm-hmm. just like a, it might have been like a, like an eight or 10 page story. Like it wasn't even a full issue, but it was mm. just like, yeah, you think this power is great. And it is, but it's also kind of a nightmare. And mm-hmm. I need like, and so I think he ended up having to get corporate sponsorship because it costs so much to fill the tank. To oh, fuel that's him. interesting. Yeah. So he had to run around like a, like a race car with like corporate logos on his costume and like, mm. just so he could afford to eat, to keep doing it. Yep. And yep. It was it was a fun angle that I'd never considered. Anyway, I don't know if Mark Wade invented it. I am not tell you, but I'm not suggesting he stole it from this either. It's no. it's certainly something two people could have come up with independently. But it's a great angle. I just don't think it comes up again. No, like I don't think Flash ever like like if there's an episode where he's got to run around the Earth 50 times, they should throw something in there that's like I I can't I can't keep this up. I have to like. You can't drive a car without gas. Yeah, I can't run without more more calories.
2: You need to give me a minute so I can eat fifty hot
0: dogs. Like, Mm -hmm. look, they banned me from competitive eating because, like, I that's just what I do every day. Yeah, but like that—that's what I got to do right now. Got to soak those buns in water, I guess. I keep
2: getting uh, angry phone calls from Joey Chestnuts. (laughs) I don't know who that is. That's the champion uh, hot dog eater guy. How do you know that? I don't know, but I do.
0: I just you you don't strike me as someone who would follow competitive eating. I don't. Let me see here. Joe. <laughs> I want to make sure. Joey Chestnut, competitive eater. Yep, there I he is. I kind of don't oh uh, I kinda didn't care if it was real. I hoped I kinda hoped you just pulled it out of your ass. Ugh, no. Just pulled those chestnuts right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um <laughs> I I would like to think maybe Batman could invent some kind of like uh like a soylent kind of thing, like a mm-hmm just like a, a nutrient shake that he could just sort of carry around with him, but he won't give it to him because the flash is annoying. Uh-huh.
2: I'm like, I'll it for solve your, your problem. <laughs> I'm saving it for your birthday.
0: <clears throat> These are like uh, calorie lozenges. You put mm-hmm. this in your mouth and you get like 10,000 calories instantly. And you could just keep running. But uh, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop and eat hot dogs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, so like, can I have that? No.
0: Yeah. You know why? She like pissed me off. Yeah, you pissed everyone off, but I'm I'm willing to do something about it. (laughs) Okay, I'll just stop at this hot dog dog stand, which... uh, Oh, look, Grundy works here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh. Grundy, start watching place for Hot Dog Vendor. Hot Dog Vendor, never come back. Please remember to tip, Grundy. (laughs) Hot Dog Vendor, come back for profits. (laughs) Grundy only get to keep tips. (laughs) And I mentioned Grundy because he was name checked in this episode.
2: Yep. Is he one of Flash's guys usually? I think so. He is such an old, like he's a golden age guy. Like he might be like an old golden age Green Lantern
0: villain, honestly. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. (laughs) Grundy not made of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Green Lantern stop Grundy every time. Grundy have a question for
2: Green Lantern. If Green Lantern called Green Lantern, why Green Lantern no wear any green? Grundy see purple, red, little bit of green in the middle, but that it.
0: Look, Grundy not smart. Grundy know this, but Grundy know colors. Uh-huh.
2: Grundy have little book with list of them.
0: Grundy capable of seeing visible spectrum. <laughs> so, here's a, here's a weird thought that I had. <laughs> yes. As opposed to this completely rational. Uh...
2: Sorry, I'm still coming down off the Grundy conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We discussed this, though. You can't bring we can't bring it back every week and we shouldn't linger on it too long or it'll get a hold.
2: Uh-huh. Look, I'm coming to your house next week and I I, I get the feeling it's going to be two days of this
0: shit. I mean, that's how Nick and Wilkins came to be. It sure is. Um, so there's a bit where, well, first of all, Wonder Woman uh, chases down one of the missiles and I I really thought she was going to go for her rope. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck is she going to do? Make the missile tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But but then she did some hardcore Superman shit. Yeah. She just grabbed the thing and dug her like dug her feet in and just like stopped it. And was like, yeah. OK, Dwayne McDuffie knows how to use this character. I mm-hmm. should shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. see what happens. Yep. That shit <sighs> rules. It was great. I really thought she was going to use a rope, though, because mm-hmm. that's that's to this point kind of been her move.
2: Yeah. That's um, what you, do. You, las- you lasso a missile. That's fine. But and it's that... like, I love blowing shit up.
0: Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, good. No wonder they don't build these things with um, lie detectors built in because mm-hmm. we already know. Yeah, I get it. But this was a total, like, this isn't particularly from this episode. She says this all the time, but mm-hmm. it made me wonder when she says, Hera, give me strength. Yeah. Are the gods actually real? I mean... I think Hades, Hades was real and not just a guy named Hades. There was an actual underworld he was part of. So presumably the gods are real too, right?
2: Like I got to assume like when she says, Hera, give me strength. She's like, Hera.
0: Hello. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think it's like when a, when a, when a Catholic would cross themselves and say, God, give me strength, which is just a thing they say because of their faith. Yeah. I think.
2: Or when my power goes out and I go, God damn it. I'm not actually asking God to curse my power.
0: It's already happened anyway. Yeah. You're just remark- remarking after the fact. But I I really wonder if, like, Hera's, I don't know where the Greek gods live, probably not up on a cloud. Maybe up on a cloud. I don't yeah, know. I think it's, it's up on it's a it's mountain, Olympus. actually. Yeah, it's Olympus. Yeah. But if she's like, oh, hang on. Diana needs me. Here you go. Okay. What were we talking about?
2: <laughs> Sorry, I had to go help her uh, stop a missile. Oh. Was okay. it cool?
0: Look, yeah, it ruled. It's important stuff, and uh, Gorilla City has women in it, so I care about that. But like, you know, you we don't care about the world of men otherwise.
2: Yeah. Also, Wonder Woman kind of rules. Well, yes. Look at her go. There is. just got like a big foam finger that says Wonder Woman on it. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!
0: Number Wonder Woman. Yep. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) There is a moment where they think she's dead under there, Mm -hmm. and Batman frantically digs her out and everyone's like dude she didn't make it you know it was one of those moments yeah. but then she did and she comes out and he's got blood all over or not blood mud but, all yeah. over his uh blood gloves blood yeah, yes of course uh he's got mud where he's frantically digging mm-hmm. uh, on his gloves and he hides them behind his back so that she doesn't see them yep it's like I wasn't I wasn't worried about you I... and then she gives him a little smooch uh huh I don't know it's if you saw su- the quote oh it's from, very sweet from uh yeah, I don't know if you saw the quote from Bruce Tim about this.
2: Oh, no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, there's another, another useful, two, two useful things from the DC Wiki this week. Huh. Uh, he said the sequence wasn't like it, it, it popped a little more with that moment. It was just like a little button, a little yeah. punchline, a little thing to put there. Just like, yeah, it was nice he was worried. And then we just kind of cut away. Mm. But like her giving him the kiss was just kind of like, you, you know, they have a sense of what makes a good scene. And that's, that's how it ends. Yeah, he's like, and I figured it would just be a throwaway thing that nobody would really think much of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, honey, you it's f- 2002. The internet is becoming a thing. You fool! You absolute rube! What are you talking and about? This will slight spoilers for what's to come. Yeah, like sort of uh, uh, be the start of these two becoming romantically interested in one another. Yeah. And I'm not as much a fan of that as I am of uh, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl, mm-hmm. only because. There's only seven of them, and two of them pairing up makes sense, but once you pair two more, it, really, everyone's just dating now. Mm-hmm. Does that mean Flash and Jean have to date now? Oh, John's like, I hope not. Yeah, I can do better. Mm-hmm. There's nobody mm. There's nobody left in my race, but I could definitely do better.
2: <laughs> Flash is like, you absolutely can.
0: Mm-hmm. So you got, like, a Martian dong? Oh. <laughs>
2: Why don't you turn into a giant ass so I can slap you?
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh uh what else
2: uh let's see this is oh yes there's a bit uh when uh the rest of the jla shows up um Mm -hmm. they're basically flying the uh their what the fuck are they called their quinjet but like the javelin javelin, uh towards Mm -hmm. gorilla city and Mm one woman's like i'm picking up something on the radar and jean's like I don't see anything. And then Wonder Woman basically goes, Batman Batman, programmed this computer. I trust it over your stupid broken eyes. <laughs> that's really fucking funny.
0: Yeah, it was. That was. very. Re- I, I saw that in your notes and I was like, I didn't think of that scene that way. That is that is very good. Yeah. And look, look,
2: Batman made this, so it's automatically better than anything else that's ever happened. Also. So, so shut think, up and don't crash into nothing.
0: Think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's been... Wonder Woman never met a man until what maybe Mm -hmm. six months ago yeah and then she only met Batman around then Mm -hmm. he's a part-timer she doesn't she can't know him that well but in that time she has completely formed this this absolute unwavering faith in what he does that's so good
2: I I love the fact that Wonder Woman's first exposure to men includes Batman and Superman. And it's like, oh, OK, so it's all just downhill from here.
0: Oh, yeah. The world of men seems pretty great. Wow, these guys oh, are amazing.
2: Oh, oh, fuck oh. me.
0: Oh, not all men indeed. Uh-huh. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then she met the Flash. Look, uh, Green Lantern's fine, but he's yeah. he's a bit of a hard ass. He's not easy to like.
2: Well, I, I, I can't imagine, uh, at, at least at first, I can't imagine he's a great conversationalist. I mean, neither is Batman is the thing. That, that's true.
0: But Batman also has that, that sort of mystique, that mysterious, like, that, that that thing that makes you want to know him, whereas mm-hmm. John is just kind of a dick. I f- just feel like John's awkward until you sort of get to know him. Yeah. I I also feel like the show hasn't quite figured out who he is but yet.
2: That is absolutely the case. Like, by the time we I get know, to jail, you.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's sooner than that. Yeah. But right now, he's just, like, hmm he's just more outgoing Batman. Yeah. Like he's the angry militant one. And like, and that's, that's not bad. It's just like, you need more character and he, he'll get it. Yeah. He just doesn't have it yet. I do like, uh, they're looking at the, I think, um, Jean says, uh, he looks at the, the shield around the city and he's like, it's an asynchronous dimensional interface. Mm-hmm. And then hot <clears throat> girls. Oh, oh, I get it. Ha ah! <laughs> <laughs> What else? Anything?
2: I like to imagine that's also how she treats sex.
0: I mean, yeah, probably.
2: (laughs) Just slams into John. Mm Mm-hmm. Stu, I got to stop doing that. Green Lantern.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, look, whichever. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Like, the the tradition in the comics is because there are so many Green Lanterns, you refer to them by their first names to keep them apart. Are you talking about Hal? Are you talking about Kyle? Are you talking about Guy? Yeah. That's why you're doing that. Well, but like, on this show, there's only one Green Lantern usually, and there's another guy with a name that sounds like John.
2: Yeah, it's John and Jean.
0: Yeah. And you and I both know how to make the "je" sound, the but still. Yeah. It, like, the listeners might not always hear that, yeah. so it's better to say Green Lantern. Not not the Green Martian.
2: Mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Also, the other thing is, it takes a while to, pr- to write out Green Lantern when I'm doing my notes, so it's like... You write GL. Yeah. But it's like, John, this is, it's like, mm-hmm. this is just how it processes in my brain. I also call the X-Men by their first names. Like, we're friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you are.
2: I mean, I would hope so. God knows I've given yeah. them enough money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sad thing is the money doesn't make it to them.
2: No, I know. It goes to the Walt Disney Corporation. and I hate those guys.
0: I mean, before that, it just went to Stan Lee.
2: I like him better than the Walt Disney Corporation.
0: And occasionally, he was just the Walt Disney Corporation embodied in a person.
2: If the Walt Disney Corporation was one dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he would occasionally, like, okay, you, you can have some of this money, but you get none of the credit. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else?
2: At least it's better than when I used to, than when Bob Kane was alive and I was giving Batman money to him.
0: Ugh. <sighs> well, you know. Bob who? Ugh. Never heard of him. Good. You talking about you talking about Bill Finger?
2: No, but I should be. Yeah. i th- I'll to think about Bill Finger some more.
1: Mm. Mhm. I want
2: to yep. go watch that documentary while it's still on Hulu. God knows they're <laughs> taking everything else else off now. Uh-huh.
0: <sighs> uh, anything else about this episode? Oh, no. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Good times. I intro- I had a, like I th- they really and look, I know Flash is going to suck again. Mhm. But it's possible to make him not bad. Yeah. And part of that is just embracing the dumb bullshit that, like, look, Central City just feels like where all the the real dumb shit
2: happens. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's constantly like, getting, like, weird costume crime-
0: yeah, like Gotham is where you fall in a vat of something mm-hmm. and your existing um, mental illness is exacerbated by that. Yes. Uh, Metropolis is where you get some kind of technology mm-hmm. or some kind of industrial accident makes you into a science villain. Yep. And Central City is just where all the real stupid shit happens. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know if this is all true in the comics, but I'm just, this is the animated eh, version. It's pretty it accurate. Okay. At and least, I don't uh... think anybody else has a has a home city. I think those are the only three guys. Oh, no, there's a ton. No, no, no. I'm saying in this show. Oh, in this show, yes. Like Hawk Girls from Space. Yes. And Jean's from Space. Mm-hmm. And uh John we did see in his hometown, but he works in space and doesn't go there very much. Yeah, absolutely. What city was that? Did they say it in I the show?
2: don't know like I know Hal is from Coast City and Coast City's kind of like the Green Lantern
0: Some kind of California. City.
2: Yeah. But like I couldn't tell you specifically where he- I-, I feel I... like John
0: Stewart's from New York, and I could be wrong about mm. that. Well, I don't know if New York exists in this, It might. I don't know. Sometimes
2: it does. I don't know if it does in the uh, animated universe.
0: I don't think it's come up. I think they've been careful to say, no, Metropolis is New York. Come on. Or maybe Gotham. But like, I felt like, I was getting like sort of Detroit vibes from where he was. I could see that. But also, that's Dakota City. And I don't think he lives in the same city as Static. No. But also, they're not really trying to integrate the two shows
2: very well yet, so... Uh, it says here New York, but I think Google thinks okay. I'm talking about
0: John Stewart the uh, comedian. <laughs> well, that's what that's th- there's no H in that. It's J O N. When you're talking a minute ago about it, it's easier to write John, I always write J O N because that's how you spell John Stewart. All right. Well, I think that's all for this time. Yeah. Uh, next time, I maybe I will learn to have the list up instead of flailing like mm-hmm. I do every single time. Probably next time,
2: I will be in your house.
0: Mm-hmm, that's true. The next time we're doing an episode called Fury, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what that is. I don't think it's the introduction of Nick Fury.
2: No, I got to assume it's another uh, Wonder Woman episode, because the Furies maybe. are like a mythological thing or something, right?
0: Yeah, maybe, but, like, that would be... W- I mean, I'm not saying they won't, because mm-hmm. they've they've stacked their gorillas, so who knows? You know, like at the beginning of a Donkey Kong level, oh, where yeah. you see, like, three Donkey Kongs on top of each other? Eh, eh. They f- they've stacked their gorillas. Um... How high can you get? <laughs> I just got that that's why Seth Rogen plays it, probably.
2: Oh, my God. That actually is very um, funny. All right. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I was just thinking they haven't done a Hawkgirl episode yet.
2: Yeah, That's true. She but certainly has again, Fury.
0: Again, yeah. Madeline. I would call the episode Ha! Ah, but, you know, they're not for me to name, so... Uh, but yeah, that's all for this time. Yep. Um, the website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, mm-hmm. kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. I am done with Twitter. If you want to give yours, that's fine. Uh, but, that's uh, fair. I was I was sort of testing the waters. Can I go without it? And like I'll, I will I put up when a new show goes up, but that's it.
2: I'm, I'm on there so much less, and I'm so much happier. Yeah. Every time I go uh, on, it's like, here's how uh, future presidents are going to want you to be dead
0: okay and an ai is Mm -hmm. now uh in charge of how much you pay for an electric bill Mm -hmm. what cool yeah all right anyway that's all for this time uh yeah that's all yeah see you folks twala
1: for more information about this show and the people who make it visit kidslovebatman.com to provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.